1: Welcome to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa, presented here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today's message is The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity Week 2, Setting Clear-Cut Goals, and was recorded on Sunday, March nineteenth, two 2023.
0: Everybody these days, you know, talks about anxiety. Have you heard that, that word? Everybody has anxiety now. And I said, well, you know, there's really nothing to worry about. You should worry about worrying too much. But other than that, all is well. Right. And I'm not saying anxiety cannot really be a thing, but I'm also saying that when we know spiritual truth and we begin to do the work of our soul, we begin to do also our emotional work to know there's one present, there's one power, God, God loves us. And ultimately, all is well. We begin to claim that as a reality in our lives. Doesn't that sound like a good idea? Can you imagine if everybody in the world today had the idea, God loves me? imagine what that would do see some of us grew up with the idea that somehow god is way out there and way up there and we're way down here and if we could only do it right then then we would be loved and i'm saying you're already loved more than you can ever imagine wow can you imagine if every child grew up knowing grew up grow grew up knowing rather what it is we talk about every single Sunday, wherever you are, God is, wherever you are, God is, wherever I am, God is, say that with me, wherever I am, God is, friends, we are in this series, this four-week prosperity series, and I know when I say the word prosperity, everybody instantly thinks money. But we said what prosperity is what a vitally alive, healthy body It's relationships that work all the time. It's work so fun. It's play. And all the money you can spend. Can I have an amen? Doesn't that sound wonderful? Those, that, that, that does, that, that touches every area basically of life that we need. Cause you can have all the money in the world if you don't have health and in your body and mind and you don't have healthy relationships, the money does no good. Amen. Right. On the same token, if you have wonderful relationships, but have no money in the bank, it is hard to pay your bills. Amen. Right. So we 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 learn to to balance this kind of like we're balancing our humanity and our spirituality. Right. We're learning new ways to become spiritual beings that are living in a spiritual universe that's governed by spiritual law, even though we're walking around in these human bodies that have limits. The truth is, at the level of the soul, we're limitless. Right. Wherever you are, God is, if that's true. And these songs we're singing, God made everything. God is all there is. Wow. Then God must be present in me. All right. So as we're talking about prosperity, I want you to keep in mind our definition. Right. That is, it's health, it's relationships, it's work that's so fun, it's play and all the money you can spend. Right. In other words, we believe the words of Jesus. When Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly, not that you should suffer and feel bad every second of the day. Right. And I love to say in unity, we're not miserable sinners. We're happy sinners. We all know we've made mistakes, but we also know God is here now. We are loved. We are supported. We are blessed. So in other words, we're in the healing phase. We don't have to keep suffering. We've already suffered. Right. Sometimes we live life as if it's still happening what happened 30 40 50 even 60 years ago it's a new day the new you is ready to come forward and that's exactly why we're doing this series last week uh was week one of the four week series anybody want to tell me the word oh good girl good girl she said i'm not scared of that word we talked about giving 10 percent of all your earn to your place of spiritual feeding wherever that may be Right. That we just bless all giving and all giving is good. We also said when you give first to the place of your spiritual feeding, what you're saying to the universe, universe is thank you. You're also saying I want more of that. You're also saying when I need it, I want this to be here. Right. Anytime you give to the place of your spiritual feeding, it's like giving your first fruits to God, wherever that may be wherever that may be. And today, week two is setting clear-cut goals. Will you say that with me? Setting clear-cut goals. Why is this important? Why is setting clear-cut goals important? Well, what I've learned over the years is that because, you know, I work with people all around the country, sometimes even around the world. And as I work with people one-on-one and they start to kind of get in the flow financially, if they don't have any goals, they end up in the same exact place as they were before with mounds of debt. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, it's true. Have you heard of people winning the lottery and five years later they're back in poverty? Have you heard of that? That's because there's no new consciousness. There's no new goals. There's no forward movement. So what we want to do is catch, say it with me, catch. We want to catch all the good that now we're in the flow of. How we catch it is we give a direction and we think, how does God want to work in me today? How does God want to help me move forward on these new goals, these these new ways of showing up in the world? What is next for me, right? And that is what we're talking about today with setting clear-cut goals. So number one. The joy of goal setting. Will you read that to me? That's good. Y'all sounded like you were in school and everything. You even had that little tone. The joy of goal setting. So the joy of it, right? So the joy is seeing your ability to co-create with God. It is fun to set goals and then see them accomplished. It is inspiring to have an idea about a direction you're heading and then start to see the manifestation. What we teach in unity is called the law of mind action. Some people call it the law of attraction, which says what? Whatever I hold in my mind, that's what I draw to myself. What we don't often talk about is those places we haven't healed also draw energy. So the reason we're setting goals, it helps us become conscious, Co-creators, because we're always creating whether we know it or not. And remember, we said last week that there's always this spiritual law, um, happening whether we believe it or not, that we said you don't have to believe in gravity. It is. Remember that? And we said the law of giving and receiving is always in action, whether we know it or not, it's always working. So when you start setting goals and you start saying, this is where I want to be. And I mean, dream big on this. Say with me, dream big. Dream big. Yep. We love to dream big because what it does is that dream helps move us forward. Have you ever seen a kid set have an idea? I'm going to give you an example. When my son was about two and a half, maybe two and a half, three, he said, mama, I have a big idea. And I said, what is it? He said, you see all these pictures I've been painting? I said, yes. He said, I think we ought to put these up on the wall. And I think we should invite the neighbors in. And I think we should charge them just to look at them. <laughs> now, okay, the human part of me wanted to go, now, okay, yeah, you know, no. And I said, that is an awesome idea. I said, I want you to work on some more of these and tell me when you want to do it. Now, we never did it, but what he heard was it was possible. And it kept him painting, just the joy of that idea, that dreaming of that idea. I love it. I remember when I was really young, if somebody said, I would say, where's my brother? Where's, where's, I had this brother I hung around with. He was seven years older than me. You know, it's a bunch of us kids. So there's always kids looking after kids. I'd say, where's Jeff? And they'd say down there, I'd run, get Jeff. Kids just run to everything. Everything is exciting. Everything is amazing. Everything is cool and everything is possible. So this is the kind of joy and energy we want to remember in our goal setting. Like if I could just make it up, what would I want to do? Some people now call it their bucket list, right? I say let's start now. Like it doesn't have, we don't have to wait till we think death is coming. We can start now on what dreams, what goals, what desires do I want to see manifest, right? So have fun with your goals. Say to the person next to you, don't forget to enjoy life. Okay. Okay, number two, (laughs) don't forget to enjoy life. The first thing that's going to happen when you start living big and dreaming big, which, by the way, is is the name of one of my courses I do, Dream Big, Live Big. The first thing that always comes up when you start dreaming big is all the reasons you can't have it. Say, "Mm mm-hmm, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's called the voice of the ego. And another way to call that is the voice of the personality. The personality has been formed through, uh, through our growing up years, right? How our family around us responded was how our personality was formed. And so we learned that we had certain limits. You know, some of us learned girls don't do that. Some of us learned, uh, oh no, we don't do that in this house or right. We learned, oh, you're not, some of us were told flat out, you're not smart enough. And every magazine in the store tells us what? We're not pretty enough. We're not skinny enough. Right? We're too gray, too wrinkled, too this, too that. And I'm saying, forget all that. Just cast aside the limiting thoughts. Just, just, just tell your ego, you know what? I'm going to get back to you in a minute. But for now, no. Just allow yourself to dream a little bit. Because what I've learned is within all of us, no matter what age we are, whether we're five or 50 or 70 or 90, we still have dreams, goals, and desires we want to manifest. And I'm going to give you an example. A friend of mine who's in her early, she was in her early 90s when she wrote it. She wrote this book called Life Begins at 70. And then when she was 93, she came to me and said, you know, I think there's something else." I'm still supposed to do. I mean, I am 93 and I'm still here. I think I'm supposed to do something with the kids at church. She's now 95. She wrote another book. She forgot she was 95. (laughs) She forgot at 95, you're just supposed to sit in a recliner with a remote. She forgot that. She said, there's something more for me to do. And guess what? Then her body started supporting her again. She got some new energy. So I'm saying cast aside the limitations. Say that with me. Cast aside the limitations. And it's going to be hard because that voice that comes in is going to be so convincing. You're going to hear it a lot. Yes, question? It did. You want to go now? To the kids' room? Okay. Go ahead. Everybody give Oliver a hand to go to the kids' room. All right. Number two, cast aside limitations. Say that with me. Cast aside limitations. All right. Let's look at number three. And by the way, this is right out of Edwin Gaines' book called Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity. Right here for sale. We have them. Okay. Okay. Being specific is crucial. Say that with me. Being specific is crucial. So you know what we often do? We say, God, whatever you want to give me. And God's saying, oh boy, they're making me guess. (laughs) Have you ever gone to Amazon and ordered and said, you know what? Whatever you want to send is great. (laughs) Whatever you want to send is great. And Amazon would go, you have no idea what you just asked for, right? So we want to be specific again. Why? Because we believe in your ability to manifest. We also know the more specific you are, the more clearly the universe can answer that intention. I've had I've had people uh, that I've worked with over the years, you know, really work on manifesting something and they manifest it. And they said, I should have been more specific. It's the wrong color. It's this. It's that. And I said, it's amazing. I worked with somebody else who was looking for uh, an apartment in New York, and they, uh, there was a picture in a magazine. You know, they'd cut it out and made this wonderful vision board, you know, of things they wanted. Two years later, they moved into the exact apartment without realizing it. They walked in and went, God, this is so familiar. It was the, not, not in the same building, the exact apartment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying we don't know how powerful we are. The scriptures say it is done unto you as you believed it would. It has happened to you as you believed it would. It has done it is done unto you as you believe. Right. So being specific is crucial. It helps your clarity in moving through the world. And it's going to help the universe answer you with clarity. Because the only way the universe can answer is the intention you're holding. That's how it's set up. It's not some people get and some people don't because God likes somebody better. Right? That's a, that's an infantile way of looking at God. We understand and know God is everywhere and God is present in us and God will always give us, right? The most that we can handle in terms of blessing. So my question for you is, are you ready to increase your bliss tolerance? Could you could you handle a little more goodness? Be specific about what that is. See, for some of us, we have the money we need. Now we need to work on a couple of relationships. Be specific in that. Sometimes it's a relationship with a child or a spouse or even a former spouse. What are you being guided in? Be specific. These goals are yours and yours alone between you and your God. Sometimes the goal is going to be making it to retirement. That's fine. Get clear about what that is. And then, and then that goal over time, not only will it be about making to retirement, it'll be enjoying the process. It'll be what will I do once I retire? You see what I'm saying? Goals give you forward energy. Goals give you forward energy. And I'm I'm really talking a lot about this because everything in our world now says you have no power. But I don't believe for a second that we are powerless. I think we, are, we have as much power as everyone uh, uh, that's ever lived on this planet or ever will be. Because God is present in us. So be specific. Say that with me. Be specific. Okay, good. I'm helping you repeat it so you remember. Number four. Number four. Letting go of self-judgment. And this comes back to the one about casting aside limitations. Because self-judgment is a big one. Anybody familiar with that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. So so tell me out loud what self-judgment sound like in your mind. Criticizing what else? Is there an example of one? How about you shouldn't do that? Or you shouldn't want that. See, sometimes we think that everybody has to like what our dreams goals and desires are we're still trying to please somebody and half the time we don't even know who it is it's this old internal voice that guides us right so that's the self-judgment voice you know you want to cruise half the year go for it now somebody else might say well they're just not home enough doesn't matter that's my friend Rory's raising his hand. That's me saying, I want to cruise half the year. You have to get a very good sub, Rory, if you do that. But I love it. I love that idea. So think about that. When when you start to dream big, those limitations come up. Mm-mm. Self-judgment. Mm-mm. So letting go of self-judgment, you know, so not listening to that voice. And one of the ways we do that is through our meditative work, right? that we kind of breathe past the limits of the ego and the personality mind that say, oh, no, you can only do this much. You can only have this much or that's too much or what will they think? Those are all uh, limiting, self-judging, egoic thoughts. So we want to let go of that. We want to be free of that. Sometimes I just if when those voices come up, I just imagine them kind of Falling away. Sometimes, as I breathe, if those thoughts come up, I imagine them in a cloud just floating away. It's like, no, that's not truth. That's the voice of the ego, the limited self that's trying to limit my expression. So, think about how are you letting that old voice run your show, run your life? Because all those things that are unconscious are really the things that are the guiding force in your life that's why we talk so much about working with your thoughts and praying and meditating so we're seeking to align with god with all that is all the time so that that's the driving force not the limited self sometimes it's like you know as children so often we naturally love ourselves And for some of us, that gets beat out of us emotionally, sometimes physically. So what we're doing is we're relearning self-love in this process. This is really what this whole process of prosperity about is relearning that God loves us. And it's okay for me to love me. It's not selfish. As a matter of fact, it's intended. Right? So we want to let go of self-judgment. Will you say that with me? Let go of self-judgment. Yeah, the last point I want to talk about today, number five, is the 21-day challenge. Now, what is that? The 21-day challenge is a challenge for you to go 21 days without complaining. Now, let me tell you why that's here. Now, before you say, you're going to think you're really interesting until you try this. And you're going to find you have nothing to talk about what do we love to complain about in Florida? The weather. You know what we say? It's hot. And I want to say you live in Florida. It's supposed to be hot, right? Or when it's not hot, what do we say? Exactly. And I want to say, we don't know what cold is in Florida yeah right so there's always something to complain about you call friends you call loved ones you call your sister you call your mom you call whatever you call people and what do you do you complain some people call that kibitzing right you, you complain so the reason we're doing the 21 day challenge is i've heard it said that anything you do for 21 days right changes a habit have you heard that well i talked to a brain researcher recently uh this is it's kind of sad news because what she told me uh i had her co-teach a class with me recently she's a physical therapist i don't know she's got like three doctorates so if she says something about science i listen and she said to me you know that 21 day thing you tell people and i go yeah she said it's more like 251 She said, but if you think about each day having a lot of small decisions to not complain, that might be about right. But she said, literally, the brain has to be retrained almost constantly. Because what's the brain doing? The brain, this old reptilian brain back here, and I've since read in psychology today, is called the negativity bias. I mean, it's literally how the brain is wired. We look for what's wrong because back in the day we were thinking around the corner was, you know, we were having to fight for our food. So that that part of the brain was helping keep us safe. Well, now as culture and life has changed, right, we're still looking for problems even if there isn't one. We're still looking for danger and then we focus on that. So that's why I'm saying you're actually retraining your brain to think differently. That's why it's difficult. So the 21-day challenge means at the end of 21 days, if you if you don't complain, I'll give you I'll give you a CD gift card. I'll do something for you. Because 21 days of not complaining changes your consciousness fundamentally. Now, here's the only thing. If you happen to slip up, And you're on day 20. You got to start all over again. So on day 20, just don't talk to anyone and you'll be fine. (laughs) So be very, very careful. And again, this is your process. This is your work. And whether you take the challenge or not will depend on how much you want to change your life and consciousness. I remember when I first came to unity. It was actually I was doing well in my life. I lived in Seattle. I had a wonderful music career and uh, I'd been involved, you know, I was a conductor. I just had a great life, really. And and I went into unity and I said, "You know what? I could have more." Hmm. My life could be different. And I got the idea that if I change my thoughts, maybe Just maybe I could heal even a little more. And really learning the power of these teachings has changed my life more than anything for the better. It's put me in the driver's seat of my own life. And I realize there's no one to blame. If I have not manifested something, it's because I have not done the work in consciousness. I'll be the first to admit it. I also know all the great things in my life are a result of me working these spiritual steps and doing what I call the work of the soul. So this book by Edwin Gaines is a wonderful tool, but it only works if you work it. Have you heard that? Many of you are in the 12 step. It works if you work it. And then I always add, and you're worth it. So, If you believe enough that God loves you, you're going to try it. Just some of these steps. Doesn't have to be the challenge. Doesn't have to be everything. Pick something and follow it through. See if you can change your life for the better, right? But setting clear-cut goals, remember, is a way to catch all the good that you're going to start being in the flow with, with the universe, as you begin to put God first, right, in your life, in your finances, in your world. This is the idea.
1: Thank you for listening to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com. This message is copyright 2023, Unity North Tampa, all rights reserved. Our theme music, The Light of God, is composed by Shannon Croft and used with permission and available at shannoncroft.com. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.